Hello, friends, and welcome to Defining Marriage. Each week, of course, we talk about what's happening with marriage equality, except on those weeks that we didn't. I'm sorry that we we skipped a week uh, last week, everybody, but we're back now. Hi, James. We're back. I skipped to my loo. Why are you deceiving the humans by telling them that each week we talk to them? Because we don't. We we sometimes fail and then uh, make an ass of you and me. It was a little challenging in the past week due to my travels and due to unpredictable uh, European internets. So uh, fortunately, I'm back in Amsterdam where the internet is highly reliable and I am seated in a chair and, and I'm not about to go flying off to a train for a few more days. So that's a relief. But anyway, You're not on one of those famous Dutch flying chairs, the Flying Dutchman chair. Oh yeah, I don't know if there's a Flying Dutchman thing around here. I, I'm not sure. That's mm-hmm. a that's a pirate ship, isn't it? Uh, well, I don't. Have you been on Grinder or Scruff? You may find a Flying Dutchman on there. There are some very attractive men here, but not as attractive as Spain. I will tell you that there were some beautiful, oh. beautiful men in Spain. The men in Spain fall mainly on your face. Oh, I wish, if only, James. There were quite a few who, uh, you may become uh, annoyed about this, but there are quite a few who reminded me of you. They had the comely appearance that I appreciate on, on your body. They have comely, comely. They mm, they have uh, a a dark beard with, uh, with a, a density, a density of the beard, and a dark eyebrow. Uh, we did wind up talking with some of the people about um, sunscreen because I was having oh I was having quite a miserable time for a few days. It wasn't good. Oh. I got very pink. Oh, like one of those newborn rats that you feed to a serpent. I'll tell you what. I usually yes. like Lush, the company that makes the fizzy bath products. They sure? make some fun things for the bath time, and they make a skin cream mm. that I really enjoy. But I went to them. I think we might have talked about this on another Defining Marriage. I went to them, and I needed a sunscreen, Maybe. and they gave me the powdered sunscreen. Did we talk about this? Mm. Yeah, and you were, you were singing its praises. You were, you were like a hog in a wallow. Yeah, it felt real good. I like taking a dust bath. I like that it wasn't, it wasn't greasy. It wasn't slimy. Well, turns mm. out... It doesn't work, right? Now we know. It does not work. I was yeah. I was like a pink uh, serpent food. It was it was oh. not good. So I looked it up, and not only does it not work, so it's banned in the United States. That's why we've never heard of it. Yep. Not only is it okay. banned in the United States because it doesn't work, it's banned in the United States because it may be hazardous to your health. Well, okay, but you were but you got to be like a hog in a wallow. I did. I got did it at least smell nice. Uh, it smells a little chocolatey, so that's great. Oh, I mean, okay. I really like that. So pigs. Pigs can sweat, right? Isn't that true? Isn't it true that the pig is the other animal than the human that sweats remember. like a pig? It's either that pigs are the only other animal that can sweat or pigs are the only animal that can get a suntan. I can't remember which well, is Well, that's which. what I was going to ask about. Were you were you more of a sweat pig or a tan oh, pig? Oh, I was a sweat pig. Uh, I, I still am, actually. Oh. So I've been traveling uh, for 24 hours. I have barely slept in the last mm. 24 hours. Uh, so I'm a little yes. woozy and the the room is spinning a bit for me. But uh, Swoozy Kurtz. I'm, yes, I'm a Swoozy Kurtz uh, from Apocalypse Now. She yep. was great yep. in the jungle. Uh, yes, Michael Douglas went up the river. I don't know if it was Michael Douglas, but let's say Michael Douglas went up the river to meet Swoozy Kurtz. Did you know that um, – what's the name of the guy in that one? Oh, dear. What's his name? He's in On the Waterfront. What's front. his name? Bigless Bigelow. Yes. Nope. It's, Not Pigless Bigelow. Um, I mean, uh, he was he was on the waterfront in both films. Parkly, Porky, Porky the Pumpkin, Porky the Pumpkin. Yep, that's a good actor's name. It wasn't name. Porky the Pumpkin. I uh, got to Hollywood, and his agent was like, "All right, we need to change your name from Moopletoop." 
Mooples. I mean, you would want to change. You've the name. used that one before. No, you've I used Moopla really? Tuples. Moopla you have really? How, what is Moopla it? My brain. That that's what before. I want to do. Uh, okay, uh-huh. Car- Carl. Carl is a man's name, but I don't think it's his. Gronk. Mm. L- L- Gronk. Gronk Lopez. Gronk uh, Lopez. I mean, yes, that does the, sound like that famous uh, Latino caveman. Okay. <laughs> yes. No. It's um, the, uh, oh, yeah. uh, on the waterfront and Apocalypse mm-hmm. Now, and he's in yes, both uh, the the um, uh, Frank Oz movie where there's a bank heist. That's the one. Uh, Apocryphal tale about him not wearing pants. Yes, uh, in that movie because he didn't want he didn't want any wide shots, so he just didn't. He refused to wear pants on the set. Uh, no, what was That's saying? what they tell me. Oh, and of course, he's in the Island of Doctor Murnau. Moreau. Absolutely. Mer- yes, Moreau? with a oh. mini-me playing a, a tiny piano on his big piano. Yeah. The Island of Dr. Merlot. Oh, shoot. What's his name? What is his name? Michael. No, Michael Douglas is the one who floated down the river sitting on a cactus. He is yes. Bruce Horman. Bruce. It's not Bruce Horman. Is it? Is it Bruce-related? Well, I mean, what isn't Bruce, Bruce related, related in one in way or way, another? Yeah. Uh, no, it's um, shoot. Oh shoot! What else has he been in? Um, yes, what the the Doctor and Me? Nope, he was in the, the doctor, Contender no. Files. I think that might be on the waterfront. No, he was in Stella Stella. Oh my the, my God! What's the name of that one? Yes, The Streetcar Named mm-hmm. Desire. Stella Stella. Oh my God! Yes. Is the subtitle. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh shoot! I can't believe I've forgotten his name. Marvy Harvey. Marvy Harvey. Marvy Harvey. You're, you're getting... You're, now, now, that, that, is that was closer? going in the right direction. Really? It was absolutely incorrect, but it was ha- moving forward. Mar- Mar- Marvel's Glumpkin? Marvel's Glumpkin? That Marvel's sounds, Glumpkin. That, that is a character from a Moomin cartoon. Sure. Uh, I, I, I actually might be. I think Glumpkin might be something from, from the Moomins. Oh, my God. James, there's Moomin stuff everywhere yes. here. I almost cried. Oh. It's so nice. There's so. Did you know Tove Janssen, who drew the Moomin cartoons, was family? She didn't talk much about her family life, but uh, she had she had a lady companion. Were they married? I should. I don't think they were. No, I don't think that oh. was an option for them at that time. Oh no. Anyway, no, no, no. What's his name? Uh, it's a like a football name. It's. Uh, <laughs> Is it? Corpock Hunt. Corp- Corpoc Hunt. No, it's that's this is why I think it was Bruce because Bruce is a football name. It's uh, it's either a football man or a gay name. Uh, oh, March Harch. Uh, so here is it. An it's M-H? not March Harch. Like because I was going Mooples Hooples before. M M is o- M is okay. Not the M H. is okay. Okay, M- Mangrove. Hey. It's not Mangrove. Man. Uh, M- machisma nope that machisma would... is my favorite cheese uh, yes uh, delicious it's it's uh, a delicacy here you spread it on your toast with ma- minger charlie minger charlie M- not minger charlie uh, oh, you're bringing more like uh, apocalypse now vietnam stuff in i okay apocalypse now starring Moose Hoof. Moose Hoof. Yep. Great. uh, Yes. (laughs) Dirty old Moose Hoof. Now you're pulling Yes, Devin Green. Yep. Uh, Into your, what's his name? (laughs) 
God. Oh, uh, Ma- Maringo. Maringo. It's not Maringo. Tam Tamsworthy. Tamsworthy. I think I'm I'm kind of blending it with with Spongeworthy from Seinfeld. Tampon worthy. No, he's. Uh, uh. He's why would I why would I do that? Tampon worthy. Wait a minute. Yeah, you you do realize tampons aren't birth control, right? Yeah, no, I, I mean, know. I suppose they could have that effect. Okay, okay. I mean, they they certainly could be, couldn't they? Like, uh, well, I guess. Okay, they're not specced for that. No, no, that that's a, that's an off label use. Mink 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 stole. Nope, that's a real person. It's and a not woman. mink stole, and, but but also in showbiz. Uh, I mean, if she was at the end of the river in Apocalypse Now, that would have been excellent as well. Or she could have been a contender. I really think it's Bruce, but you're saying she with was an M. So that's it's why I was going Bruce. to Moose. Uh, it's not Moose either. Sure, his name isn't Moose. Although it can be an animal. Can it? An animal that starts uh, with sure. an M. Well, Mouse. Yes. Uh, it's not Mouse. I already said Mink. Uh, it's not a mink either. Mar- <laughs> These are animals, though. You're right. Marmoset. Well, marmoset. There'd be days like this, and marmoset is the easy is is not the easiest. It's the closest you've been so far. M- really? M- yes. Marmoset. There'd be days like this. Martin. M- Martin. A pine martin is an animal. Is it? Martin. Newsboy, Martin. It's not Martin Newsboy. Is it? Is it Martin? Hollywood legend Martin Newsboy presents. Is it, is it just? Is it Martin Lawrence from from the show Martin? Yes, and his alter ego Shanae. Oh my God, I forgot about that. That's a that's a classic yes. of gay. Nope, because it, it was drag, but it really wasn't gay. Uh, okay, no. Mm. Uh, M- 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 Martin is a animal, but I don't think his name is Martin. M- M- no. M- 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 Manatee. More. M- <laughs> More. M- 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 the glorious sea cow. Musk ox? His name was not Muskox. His name isn't Muskox? He, he didn't, it's not. He wasn't born and his parents weren't like, let's name the baby Muskox? <laughs> no, it's a, it's a very masculine name. It is. He, well, he just smelled terrible. Okay. Yeah. Um, Probably. Mer- Myrtle. 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 Yep. Okay. Mar- yep, Myrtle the turtle. Mar- Marvin. Marvin's not an animal. A thing in the, in this, in the water. Okay, a thing in the water. Ma- a thing in the water. Mallard. Uh, mallard. <laughs> is it Mallard Fillmore from the funny pages? It's, it's not Mallard Fillmore. <laughs> it is not. And and it only spends part of its time in the water. This beast spends all of its time in the water oh. until it is, is caught by an old man in the sea. Oh. Um, uh, so it's some kind of fish, perhaps. Um, Maybe. A, a fish that starts with an M that is also a man's mm. name. Uh, it'll smell like a fish. If it you, might, if you smell it. If you smell him. Uh, we don't know what he smells like. There's no There's no record. Uh, well. A, a, a fish that starts with an M. Uh, yes. May, may Mar, Marlin. 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 That's a fish. Marlin. That's a fish. That's a fish, Matthew. Nope. Nope, not Marlin Hindquarters. 
That wouldn't that be a great name though? Wouldn't that be a, like if you uh, got into showbiz, yeah. people would remember you. Marlon Hindquarters. They're yes. like Marlon Hindquarters came in today. You don't forget that day. It's you um, don't forget that Ma- day. Ma- Mar- what a day. Marlon, Marlon. No, I've got it. I've got it. I don't need to keep guessing the first name. Marlon right. Bar- Barnes, right. Barn Burns, Bernstein, Marlon Burn, Barn, Barn Burn, Burn Burner Burger, Marvin Marvin Burner Burger, Marvin Burn, Boom, Boom. But it's a bee. It's a bee. <laughs> Wait, are you no, making him part of your family? <laughs> yeah, now he's one of mine. I've claimed him somehow. Yeah, Marvin, Marvin Boops, Marvin, Marvin Boops. Ritterbaum, Marvin Blankety Blank, Marvin Box Boxleitner. That's Bruce Boxleitner. Marvin. Yep, you went back to Bruce. <laughs> right, all roads lead to Bruce. Okay, it's it's Mar- Marvin. Hamsterder. It's not Marvin. It's not Marvin. Why did I get back to Marvin? Mar- I don't know. Marlon. Marlon Brando. Uh-huh. Marlon Brando. Well, oh, oh, my. Oh, oh my. Fuck. I got there because I, something in my head was saying Brand X. Marvin Brand X. And I was like... That's, that's pretty good, too. That's not it, but that's close. Marlon Brando. That's That doesn't sound like a The Martian's brand of dishwasher detergent. Anyway, the reason I brought him up was to tell you that they had to shoot him in darkness when they were filming Apocalypse Now, because when he Uh. arrived on set, he was much heavier than they expected him to be. And they didn't think it would make sense for someone who'd been living in the jungle for months as he is in that story. That's the the story I was going to tell. I thought you were going to say something about Midnight in Paris, because you spent a midnight in Paris. I did. Oh, my. Paris was so pretty. Paris. I don't know. Was if it you're burning? This. It's, it's, it was not burning. No, there was nothing. There was oh. nothing flaming about it except for me. Uh, I went out for a nice little stroll one night, and I looked at the Eiffel Tower. It's much bigger than I thought it was. You know, how you, big did you think? Do you think it was like a desk ornament? Yeah, you see those little keychains and things, and it's only a few inches tall. But this one was huge. It's to scale. So mm. it was. It's very large. It was. I guess it makes sense because it was. It was the largest structure in Europe for a while. Um, but it's very big. It's oh, lit, really? It's lit very nicely, and you're not allowed to sell pictures of it when it's illuminated uh, because the lights are copyrighted. Um, oh. Yes. <laughs> it's weird. It's a weird Eiffel Tower thing that you uh, can only sell pictures of the Eiffel Tower during the day. You can't sell pictures of it at night. It's weird. How would they know? <laughs> what do you mean? Because it's lit up with uh, lights. Like, no, I, I know. But what do you mean sell pictures? Like... Do you mean like like people busking their pictures on the street around the the tower, or do you mean like you no, can't no. go to Getty Images and give them an image? Yeah, yeah, you can't like sell it to Getty Images. You can't like oh, okay. sell a puzzle or a T-shirt or a calendar that has pictures a of the Eiffel Tower with its, its lights on. I'll solve that puzzle. It's weird. Anyway, so I went to see that. I saw some other artistic mm-hmm. stuff. I walked all around Montmartre, which is the oh. kind of the older section that goes up on a hill and has nice twisty windy um, alleyways. That part was really nice. There's parts of Paris that just look like Los Angeles. It's just long, uh-huh. awful streets with nothing and uh, boulevards. It's just these long, horrible boulevards that were – the story that was told to me is that they were designed that way under Napoleon uh, to discourage people from gathering because uh, Paris has uh, sometimes had a violent history with people when they gather. So um, mm. that's how that was designed uh, according to this well, one person I talked to. 
Um, My understanding, and it could be completely incorrect, is that Washington, D.C. is based in part on Paris. Yes. Uh, and, and, and many U.S. cities are based in part on Paris. And San Francisco. Paris was designed so that uh, a certain number of soldiers could march abreast down its oh. streets with their horses and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, and, and again, this could be totally wrong. But a lot of those long, or a lot of those really wide, stupid streets mm-hmm are for that reason that it's so a certain number of soldiers and horses can march uh side by side okay that makes sense that makes sense uh san francisco's government center was uh inspired in part by the parisian model of designing streets that's why that whole government area in san francisco is so windswept and horrible it's a it's a radial pattern as well is it not i know that from pokemon x and y yeah yeah everything kind of like spider webs out from from the center which is, I mean, it's a nice way to, to find your way, find your way home. Madrid's the same way too. Everything goes to mm. Plaza del Sol, which is pretty. Although it's kind of like Spain's Times Square in that there are people wandering around in unauthorized uh, costumes, trying to get you to take pictures or buy weird merchandise from them. So there's like a knockoff Wait, Mickey Mouse, and there's a knockoff Minion, oh. and there's a knockoff. I don't know. Uh, there's a Predator from the Predator Alien movies. Oh, yeah. well, I love that. I, like in Times Square. Yeah, yeah. Just like in Times Square. In Plaza del Sol, you have the same thing. Mm. But you also have the symbol of Madrid, which I didn't know this, is a bear um, pawing at a tree, which is very cute. Ah, oh, is it looking for honey? I don't know. I don't honey? know what the story of the bear is. Hmm, it just wants a smackerel. It just wants a smackerel. <laughs> Wouldn't that be... James, that's whatever city what? has as its logo, I want to live there. Winnie the Pooh's butt sticking out of a tree as he's I delightedly knew, eating honey. I, I knew it was going to be the butt. I knew it was yeah. going to be he got wedged in some sort of orifice <laughs> and he's gobbling up honey. And it's just the flag is just his butt and legs kicking. Don't tell me that wouldn't be a wonderful basis for a city. Oh, okay. That's the the, the whole foundation of the city is based, based on, on the smackerel. Yes. It's smackerel city. That's where we live. <laughs> Oh, with the marlin. Yes. <laughs> Smackerel and the marlin. Marlin Smackerel. But no, He's wait, the mayor. What, what, why were you in Paris? What did you do? Oh. What did you do to yourself? Yes, yes, yes. So I was in Paris for a number of things. I was there for Pride. So I went and photographed mm. all the Pride festivities. Uh, oh, what else yes. did I do in Paris? I also Was it with... different from other Prides you have been to? Yes, very. Uh, so it How has so? been a long time since I had a feeling at a Pride because I've been to a lot of them. and I'm kind of pr- Pride jaded at this point in my life. I was thinking about this. I think I've been to a Pride just about every year, if not every year, for the last 20 years. I'm not too long. I'm not 100% sure of that, but maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so I've been to a lot of Prides. And the thing that this one did that was really nice is, number one, the parade had like maybe a dozen floats. It was not a lot of uh, floats, which amazing, okay. fantastic, awesome. I mean, the worst is San Francisco's, where you have to get there early in the morning and stand there for hours and get sunburned for the privilege of applauding for Wells Fargo. No, thank you. So this was just... But the Wells Fargo wagon is uh, (laughs) coming down the street. Oh my God. It's a nightmare. In the San Francisco parade, they just blast that song on a loop for like three hours as they're walking down Market Street. Those poor employees. Sure. Oh my God. It's like... They're sorry with the fringe on top. It must be like the... Wait, no. Do they really? Yeah, they do. Oh, it's. I mean, oh, I don't know no. if they do that every year, but the year that I went and was photographing, they were doing that, and it was just oh god, uh, I, I I felt for those poor people. It's like the, the you know mm. how the Walmart employees they all have to know the Walmart slogan that the, the cheer. There's this Walmart cheer. No. What? Yeah, there's this Walmart, there's Walmart song Walmart that they all have to know. Like it's a like a British prep school that they have to know the school song for. 
anyway. Sure. Paris is Pride, really lovely, not many floats, but lots and lots of people, and they all spill into the streets. So instead of being like blocked behind barricades, everyone just walks along with the parade, and they dance, and they have a good time, and lots of signs, and people are dressed in interesting ways. So it is really nice and celebratory and fun, and also quite young. So that was oh. nice, and, and very queer. Like, it is not one of those parades where you're like, oh, people have just come to, like, stare. No, everybody is, like, rainbowed up, and they uh, are, you know, they're, they're there to, to be one of those letters of the acronym. Uh, mm-hmm. So it was really lovely. And so the parade starts going, and the lead truck is this, you know, it's this big bus, and it's blaring music out the back. And it's some, I can't remember what song it was. It's, it was like, it was, maybe it was like Born This Way, or it was, or We Are Family, or some other like really affirming song. Was it song. Jacques Tati's Duck song? It was, yes. I talked about that movie with somebody while I was in Paris. Oh. That's not how it goes. Uh, it is. There is a Jacques Tati movie that has a song that sounds a bit like the Chicken Dance, but it is not the Chicken Dance. Jacques that Tati did not invent Hulot, the, the duck song repeats for four and a half hours okay. in every Hulot movie. Sure. So they're all dancing behind the truck, and I'm like, look at all these young people because they're all like early twenties, and they're all covered in rainbows. And a lot of them, usually, I am not into this, but a lot of them have like free hugs signs or free hugs painted on their faces or chests or something. And usually, I'm like, Ugh, oh. no, I only want shrugs, not hugs. But mm. it was really nice to see just how into it everyone was, and how happy they were, and like these are people who will never know the sting of homophobia like past generations have. And it was just really nice. Madrid. That's a nice thought. Yes. yes, it was. It was. It was a nice thought. Here came a thought, and it was nice. And so it was. It was just pleasant. And so I met. I, I did Pride there, and I met with um, some other journalists while I was in uh, Paris, and talked to some people about projects that they're working on that I may write about. Uh, and of course, I also went to the sewers of Paris. And it. And and was Dave White about the odor? Was what? Dave White right? Not <laughs> was Dave White. Was Dave you got a White impediment right for a moment there. about the odor? Uh, it smells. It does. Yes. Do you good. remember on your episode of Sewers of Paris? What did he say? As you took you took he and Alonzo down mm-hmm. into the sewer. Yep. And Dave said it smells. It smells. Yep. It does. It does smell. Um, it smells like uh, like a sewer. Uh, it is a strong smell. So if you mm. are at all familiar. With a uh, with with ditches or <laughs> with uh, I don't know with uh, with stagnant gully water, uh, that is what you can mm-hmm. expect down in Les Aigus de Paris. Well, wait, is it just stagnant water? Or is it poo poo water? Oh no, it's it's flowing. It's moving fast. Oh, but uh, I mean, there's nothing oh, you can do about oh. that smell. I mean, when when you are in the system, the ecosystem of smells, uh, there's no getting out of it. James, <laughs> I. Uh-huh. Got some souvenirs from the sewers. Uh, uh-huh. I, I got some postcards. Look at the first sure. postcard in this stack. I want you to describe it, please, for the listeners. Uh, what am I? Oh, it's, oh, oh, my goodness. It is almost exactly a, a portrait of one of our pet rats. Yep. It looks exactly like our sewer rat. Uh-huh. Um, um, I, I suspect Matthew paid money for those rats and we spent thousands of dollars keeping them alive. I think they were, I don't think those were domestic rats, Matthew. I think those were just sewer rats. I think the woman was like, oh yeah, I'm a rat breeder, but she just caught some rats in the sewer and sold them. Yes. From the sewers of Paris, they were very uh, continental rats. They were uncircumcised. This rat on this postcard 
looks exactly. Yeah. You were correct. It looks exactly. like It is exactly the same rat that couldn't like if you told me that was a picture you took where you posed a taxidermied version of one of our rats oh god i would believe it because it it looks exactly the same well so here's another picture from the sewers of paris uh this is another postcard oh uh oh dear yes it's it's what is this vessel they're sailing through the the sewer yes they're boats they have to go down the tunnel on boats to to unclog it Uh, oh no oh yeah so sediment builds up and they have these special boats that uh propel the sediment in different directions and and dredge out all of the debris and uh yeah Uh here's a here's a more tasteful photograph just of the empty tunnels looking a little more romantic sure this now, these are very Ninja Turtle sewers. You told me such sewers did not exist. I suppose. Because you could, you could be a mutant and you could live down there with yeah. a rat man. So a modern sewer does not really look like that. But this, these older ones in, in you know, 1800 sewers, yeah, you, you could sure. walk along the, the banks of the, of the flow. Would you um, want to have a muscular pizza party in there? Uh, maybe not. Sweating with your bros, nude and muscular, and eating a pizza and watching uh, watching TV? Oh, my. What is this image? Is this... Wait, this is the opening <laughs> of Les Mis. <laughs> Describe what you're seeing on this, this postcard. Uh, okay, so what we're seeing is uh, Jay Gatsby and his friends in a barge of some sort uh, being... Pulled through the sewers, a, ch- a train of barges, barges all the way down, barges going off into the horizon through a sewer tunnel, and the barges are being pulled by men with chains. Uh, it, it is a, it is sort of a nightmare image of what the uh, Port Authority in Hell might look like, <laughs> and it says 1920. Yeah, so that was a fancy. There's a fancy tour of the sewers where you dress up and wear your finest outfit, and men would just drag you along. Oh, okay. Uh, did that you're not getting the smell out of that outfit, right? If you're wearing some old timey tweed, it probably smelled so much worse then. But then again, all of Paris probably oh. smelled pretty bad then. Uh, here's mm. a slightly older image that shows a little cross yes. section. So, oh, that's like the the womb. Yeah, they're up okay. above the street. Oh, eighteen. Oh, what, yeah. yes, 1889. Eight, what is this? Oh, that's the year that... Uh, les de Paris, oh, did you learn to speak French while you were there? I, so I learned to speak French when I was a teenager and then forgot about it for 20 years. And it all came flooding back to me when I was in Paris. Mm. I was not fluent, but I could have a conversation. It was weird. Yeah. Yeah. What, did, what did you say? Say something to me in French, Tish. I, I, I don't know. Um, uh you know, I, so you know, I could I could have a retail interaction. So I could uh, I could go to uh, oh okay, you know, like a like a uh, a croissantery, and I could say donnez-moi un croissant au chocolat s'il vous plaît, and they would know what mm-hmm. I mean, and they would say uh, do it for two euros, and I would give them two euros, and we would have a little exchange. They'd oh. say I'd say parlez-vous anglais, and they'd say no no, I'd say okay un petit peu de français pour moi. And they uh, would understand that I'm doing my best to communicate with them. Okay. Very good. You could negotiate with the local rent boys. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got uh, in this. Uh, we've got uh, oh, just some more publicity. Some publicity shots of people having a good old, grand old time in the sewers. Uh, sure. Let's look at that rat again. Uh, I want to look sure. at that rat. I, I, this is, again, re, re- rekindling my theory. 
Yeah, we just got a fucking sewer rat. That is a sewer rat, and that is that that could have been one of the many pictures you took of our rats. Okay. Do you think it was from Paris? Do you think she flew its imported uh, French rat? Well, let's hope so, given how much we spent on it. <laughs> yeah. How about those rats? Mm, yeah. yeah. So anyway, so I went down into the sewers of Paris and walked around and looked at all the flowing water and uh, mm. took a took a smell. And uh, it was really nice. It was nice to finally be where I belong. What was better, pride or the sewer? I will say I had a more emotional response to pride. So that was, that was more pleasant. Uh, but you had a more visceral response I, to the sewer. I felt, I felt the sewer in, in down to my bones, I'll tell you that. Mm. I, and when I got back from that, I took everything that I was wearing and I put it immediately into a laundry machine. Uh, and set the machine on and fire. And set the machine on fire, yeah, and threw it out a window. Um, it, 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 I mean, it's not like a horrible, like, I'm going to die and vomit smell. Uh, it's, uh-huh. just, it's, it's pungent. It's pungent. Sure. It doesn't like s- those turtles. Imagine what the Ninja Turtles oh, must have smelled God. like. Yeah, you know. And first of all, they're reptiles, so there's like salmonella all, all over them. Yeah. Then they live in a poo-poo sewer with their rat man and the other rat man, the man who is a man but summons rats with a pipe. Uh, they watch the news. They, they're covered in pizza and uh, probably uh, Mountain Dew and Cheetos. Oh, you make me uh, they've been partying and sweating and, and humping each other. That's true. Oh, the Teenagers. stench of those turtles. They, yeah, it's true. You know, they would wear those trench coats and be like, we're in disguise. But everybody, mm. I bet, could smell when they were around. I know, okay. Okay. The yeah. You guys are really coats, in disguise, yeah. you turtles. Mm. Oh, God. Do you remember... When they had masks, I totally forgot about that. Mama, they would wear the trench Mama. coats, and they had, like, human face masks that they would wear? Yeah, it didn't last long, but yes, yes. God, that was horrifying. Yes, but then there was an episode where they were turtles pretending to be humans, pretending to be turtles. I don't remember How that. How avant-garde. There yes. was one where they became fully human. Or maybe just oh. Michelangelo. I think only Michelangelo became fully human. And Ooh, you could see tubular. him as a, as a sexy teen. Uh, oh, yeah. anyway. See. So anyway, that was that was Paris. Paris was was swell. Uh, very hot, mm. though. It was super hot in Paris. And then I went to Madrid, oh. which fortunately was ha- had a cool spell. So it was tolerable. And the parade mm. in Madrid was boring. It was just people oh. holding signs with logos on them. But what was really okay. nice leading up to the parade, the nights prior to it, people just gather in the plazas and hang out and sit on the pavement and drink. And it was just a really nice social time outside of the official mm. stuff. And then the parade happened. The parade, you know, whatever. I've seen it. And uh, after that, there were a lot of parties. And so the parties were, if you like that sort of thing, these certainly were huge parties. Now, it was World Pride. Uh, so there were they, – they, one of the counts I saw was 3 million people attended. Which oh that kind of feels right. It was hmm. it was tremendous. Um, did a lot of people have their nipples out? I did see a lot of nipples. I don't think I saw any genitals in public. But my friend Tom, oh. who our friend Tom from Seattle is, he was also in Madrid. Uh, he just happened to be making mm-hmm. the the trip at the same time as me, and uh, he went to a party where there was just full on uh, anal penetration going on at the party. Uh, oh. So that was that what was a part cool. was it a birthday party with a clown? Yeah, happy birthday to me! Uh, yes, it was. What honking. if it was only? What, what if it was three people? It was the birthday boy, uh, a friend, and a clown. Mm-hmm. And you walk in on that party. The clown's standing there with the balloon, just watching. James, not every clown party is depressingly sparsely attended. Just just oh, the no, ones it, I go to. 
It's in a uh, high school uh, gymnasium, and mm. there's one of those uh, inflatable ball pits, yep. and a clown, and just anal penetration. And then the cake has fallen off the table and gotten out in the rain. Yep. So that was... I'll never have that recipe again. <laughs> yes, you'll never... Yeah, that, that was the one cake. That was the last cake. Final cake. Oh, no. The, so, yeah, so that was uh, Tom's experience. He was like, oh, gee... And uh, so mm. I'm actually going to be seeing Tom again. That's in- known as the Spanish hello. That's Yes. Oh, yes. It's rude not to. Uh, mm. I'm going to be hanging out with Tom again in London. I go to London at the end of this week. Uh, I, oh, I, I, pip, pip. Yes. I have two London trips. Uh, I go to London at the end mm. of this week briefly for Pride uh, just to shoot mm. a few uh, short things at Pride. And then I go for a slightly uh-huh. longer trip in early August. So listeners, if you have suggestions for things for me to do or people that I should talk to or interview or hang out with or make myself known to, uh, please let me know about uh, London. London stuff I ought to do. And Tom's going to be in London at the same time as me. Uh, his, unfortunately, his, he was using Mr. B&B, which is like the gay Airbnb. And uh, oh. his host uh, dropped out at the last minute. And so uh, that kind of sucks. So uh, he's going to be staying mm. with me because uh, there was a little space for him. And so Tom and I are going to oh. be staying together in London and uh, painting the space town Space in your butt. Yeah. Well, no. Uh, so, yeah. So that's coming up. Uh, and also I'm going to Berlin uh, in a, uh, about two weeks, so I'm going to see Berlin's Pride, and we'll see what kind of shenanigans I get into there. Will you declare that you are a jelly donut? I oh, now I'm hungry for a jelly donut, James. I want a pizza and a jelly donut. That's what I'm in the mood for. That and love party. You, you go down into the sewer with your your donuts and your pizza, and meet all the teenagers. That sounds great. Sewers that's... are teeming with teenagers. <laughs> teeming with teens. Oh, that's the Matthew Baum teeming story. With teens. Oh, the teen team. Teen team. Okay, so we've got some marriage stuff to talk about as well. Oh, we've we've talked for a half hour about okay. nothing about what this show is ostensibly about. I know. I, I suspect that people uh, hate these uh, European travelogue episodes, but we'll see. We'll James, see what happens. I, listeners, let me know. I have gotten some feedback on the previous European episode, and somebody was like, that was so interesting to hear about what was going on in Europe. So... Oh, let me okay. let me know about your transit system. Oh, speaking of transit, though, we left out your recent transit. Uh, I'm sorry, oh, I, know, I know you're trying to transition, yes. but you had a transit kerfuffle. Oh boy! So I had multiple. So first of all, when I was in Madrid, here's the thing. Here's the thing about Madrid. Uh, th- it is not an information culture. So here in Amsterdam, uh-huh. there are signs everywhere and arrows pointing the way, and everything's translated into different languages. In Madrid, you just have to know. So I had to make a mm. transfer from a train to a bus, and it literally took me an hour and a half to figure out how to do this just walking around the station one person told me i had to get over like to a different part of the intersection and catch a bus there well there were no there were no bus stops even there to catch a bus at so i had to come back and then that person gave me wrong advice and so i was hiding from them because i didn't want them to be like no you didn't understand uh and be mad that i didn't follow their advice which was just definitely wrong and so somebody else told me I had to get like a monthly pass to ride the bus. And I was like, I don't think so. And then somebody else was sending me someplace else. And I bought all these different things. And then finally, I found this one woman in this out-of-the-way booth who was just like, oh, no, you just pay cash on the bus. It's two euros. Just get on the bus and pay. So ugh. so that happened. And she, then, is the, she is the knowledge witch. You have to find her. She really was. I, like, it was amazing. She was just tucked out of the way. And she had all the answers. Nobody else who worked at this place, who worked in the transit system, had any information for me. Uh, and then uh, on my trip back from Madrid back to Amsterdam, that's kind of a long schlep. Uh, so when Madrid, Barcelona, Barcelona to Paris, Paris to Amsterdam. Yes. And uh, so I was going from Madrid to Barcelona. And then my train arrives at midnight. And my plan, I was looking and I saw like, oh, this says there's 24-hour 
luggage lockers in the station. So I'm just going to store my luggage there and go out and walk around Barcelona and explore and maybe go to a gay bar or something. So I arrive mm-hmm. at the station and uh, I discover, oh, the storage lockers close at 11 p.m. Well, that's weird because the thing said that they are open 24 hours. So maybe that's like the one that's staffed by people and there's an automatic one that's open 24 hours because that was definitely the case in some of the other stations I've been in. Mm-hmm. So I'm walking around. Uh, oh, there's a siren outside. You can hear a European siren. It's so musical. Uh, it sounds like a cat. So I'm walking around the station trying to figure out how to store my luggage. And the lights start turning out all over the station. I'm like, oh, no. It's the haunting hour. And it turns out the right. station closes. And then one spotlight yes. lights on you. <laughs> and you. Midnight, all alone in the station. Meow, 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 I'm a kitten. They were just I will eat out. this rat. Oh, what? no, don't eat the rat. So I had to leave, and I'm like just like sitting outside with my 70 pounds of luggage because I've got a lot of batteries, and the batteries are super heavy. Uh, and so I'm, I've got all my stuff with me, and I'm like, well, this is a fine pickle. So I'm trying to figure out what to do with myself. So there are some hotels around the station. I'm like, maybe I can just have the hotel, hang on to my luggage for a while or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I try to go to these Were hotels. Were you staying at Habbo Hotel? And either the Habbo Hotel? Yeah. What is that? It's uh, where you have but a good time. It's okay. So either the hotels were like locked for the night or they were like, no, no, guests only. Sorry. Uh, if you want a room for – if you want to like book a room for four hours because uh, uh-huh. my train is leaving soon, uh, that will be $250. So You hooker. Uh, yeah. So I wound up just like spending four hours sitting outside the train station with some other people who were in the same fix as I was in. And I got some work done. I did some writing. I did some reading. And, uh, you know, I got stuff done. But uh, that was not how I wanted to experience uh, Barcelona. Oh, Was everyone asking when Godot was going to show up? That is what it felt like. I felt interminable. Mm. Yeah, and I didn't want to sure. fall asleep because I'm like literally just sitting on the pavement outside a bus station. So I'm like, eh, well, with all your possessions with, that you yes. need for work, all my yeah, exactly, all of my like most important equipment that I've been carting around Europe. So definitely yeah. do not want to be uh, anything to be made off with. Also, at some yeah. point there was a German woman who was like sitting near me, and she was definitely having some sort of like breakup over the phone with somebody. Cause, oh, no. So I don't speak German, and I don't know. But uh, she was just, like, saying 999 over and over and, like, crying. She was literally crying into the phone and, like, oh. trying to argue and then, like, silent for a while and being like, 999. And she was this like... This is really turning into black box theater. Yeah. <laughs> All the lights going out, the spotlight coming up on you, everyone sitting on the bench, the everyone in a different language having a crisis... And then they, they, they turn to the audience and they start pantomiming the, the human condition. And so she was sniffling and I was like, oh, uh-huh. I have like travel Kleenex things. Maybe I should offer her one. But I was also like, but I don't want her to think like I'm eavesdropping or like mm. I don't want her to be like, oh, I'm sniffling too loud. This person is annoyed that I'm disturbing him with my sniffling. So <laughs> anyway, so eventually she seemed to pull herself together and she got on the train. So you did not fine. give her sucker. What? You you offered no sucker. I offered nothing to. I mean, she's German. She's tough. So yeah, that was that was my spooky Madrid experience. Also, oh my god! So of course the battery yes. on my laptop died, and so uh, eventually, like all I could do was telephone stuff. And then they opened the train mm. station, and I was like, "Hooray! At last, I can charge my my machine." And there's no outlets anywhere in the train station. So oh. this is a hostile experience in Barcelona. 
throughout. Ugh. It was not a friendly hostel. It was not a friendly hostel. No, I'm glad to be back. The in friendly Amsterdam. hostel. Like, just people are just really nice here. My experience has been just super nice in Amsterdam. In Amsterdam? Oh. Yeah. I like it a lot. In fact, so when I got back here, I mean, maybe this is just because it's the first familiar place I've been in a month. And maybe I'll have this experience again when I'm back in Seattle. But I got here and I was like, oh, this feels like home. This feels like a place that I just can come back to. Uh, and I think okay. part of that is because I, it is familiar to me now, now that I've been here a while. But also, like, it really does feel like it's a city that has a lot of things that I want in a city. Amsterdam. Like what? Amsterdam gets me. Oh, well, there's the biking, oh. of course. Uh, but also the just like how well organized everything is and how clean everything is. Uh, the tourism uh-huh. stuff is tacky, but you can get away from mm-hmm. that pretty quickly. Uh, and then there's like just nice nature and the architecture is really pretty. And all my interactions with people, like the people have been really friendly and helpful and nice. And people are just nice to each other here. So I'm, hmm. I'm really liking Amsterdam. I see. Are you staying? Are you are you never returning? Maybe. Maybe I'll just be an illegal immigrant in Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. We'll see, because I'm also flying sure? through Reykjavik, and I have a feeling Reykjavik's going to rub me the right way as well. Oh, what a rub. Mm-hmm. What's the, so is Amsterdam your favorite locale that you've visited so far? Definitely so far it's been my favorite, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been real nice. Mm-hmm. Did you, have you met a tulip? I haven't seen any tulips. We're out of tulip season, oh. but I did see a windmill. Everyone wanted me to go mm-hmm. to a windmill, so I killed myself to like bike all the way to this windmill and take a look at it. And then I had to bike all the way back in a hurry because I was, I had a meeting with somebody. So, uh, yep. so yeah. So I arrived at this meeting all sweaty and covered in windmill juice. Uh, oh, in San Francisco, but, you could get the windmill juice. Yes. Get this. You James, know what I mean, yes. I posted on Facebook, I went to a windmill and I just posted a picture of it and the windmill yes. commented. Oh, whoever, what did it have to say? Whoever manages the windmill thing said, come hmm. back sometime. We'll open the door and let you inside. Well, then why don't you? I should. I should. I should be like, I'm back. You should go into the windmill Although and that, demand your sucker. That does sound a bit like something a witch in uh, her scary cabin would say to children. I'll, yes. I'll open the door and let you inside. Oh, I'll let you into our mill and we'll mill yes. your bones into flour. Wow. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. I mean, I'll offer you a flower and tulips. <laughs> yes. Here's the tulip at last. It's just my lips sucking the life out of you like a cat sucks the breath from a baby. Well, we've got some, James, if we want to try to pivot to some marriage news, we've got some good European news from this neck of the woods. Germany just legalized marriage. Oh, nine, nine, nine. It was really uh, By that, I just mean uh, a thousand. One less than a thousand. Sure. Uh, so Angela Merkel, as we have discussed, uh-huh. has always been opposed to marriage equality. Uh, but there's mm-hmm. an election coming up in September, and her whole coalition was saying, "We want marriage equality. Uh, we're really upset that we don't have that yet." So she was like, uh, uh-huh. "Okay, fine. We we can do a conscience vote, and you can just vote however you want." And so she voted against marriage equality, saying that it's between a man and a woman. But overwhelmingly, uh-huh. everybody else voted in favor of it, including uh, all six Muslim MPs in the I think it's called the Bundestag. I think is the legislature. So oh, wunderbar. wunderbar. Yes, 83% support among the public for marriage equality. So t- oh my. took their sweet time getting there, but uh, she finally allowed it to happen. So uh, marriages What will percentage pro- in the legislature? Oh, actually I don't know what the vote was. Hmm. It was it was I it was see. strong. It was not like a close vote. Okay. Uh, so see. marriage is supposed to start there before the end of the year. So hooray okay. for Germany. 
Congratulations, Germany. Have some bratwurst <laughs> and some bratty twinks. It's going to be a very uh, festive pride, I think, when I'm there in like a week and a half. Or maybe oh, two I weeks, bet, I yeah. I forget what the dates are, but I'll, I'll be there soon and everybody will be very excited. They will celebrate good times. Come on. Yeah. So that was that. What else have we got in the news? Uh, here in the U.S., uh, support for marriage steadily increasing. A new survey from Pew shows it at its highest level, Pew Pew, uh, 62% yes. support in general, including 48% okay. among Republicans. Well, whatever. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Not like, not like anybody cares what Republicans think about this at this point, but uh, – you know, yeah. it's, you know, one of those indications that, like, it, it's been a strong, it's like a spike in support. So, you know, marriage happens and people are like, oh, no, the sky's falling, the sky's falling. And everyone's like, oh, actually, everything's fine. I don't care. So, right. great. Mm-hmm. We've, we're on to the next thing. And Lord knows America has plenty of, of new things to worry about. Although uh, there are uh, people who are still trying to turn marriage back. We'll talk about that in just a minute. Uh, but I do want to turn the beat around. Yes. Turn us back to assholes. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's pretty much that's the story. Uh, so Arkansas. I don't know yes. if we've talked about this case on the podcast before. I probably have. Uh, but in Arkansas, if you're a straight couple and you yes. have a baby and you're married, the a, a boudoir baby, a, uh, mm, uh, the Go-go. yes. If you're a straight couple, the man's name automatically goes on the birth certificate. No questions asked. Okay. If you're married, it's just assumed, mm. okay, that's, that's the dad. If you sure. are a same-sex couple, uh, nope, uh-huh. nope. Uh, if, particularly like if you're a lesbian because uh, men uh, do not have babies. But if a lesbian uh-huh. has a baby and she's married to another woman uh, or she's bisexual mm. and she's married to a woman, uh, that, her spouse does not go on the birth certificate. And so oh. – uh, Arkansas said, you know, it's totally fine. We can, we can do that. Uh, you know, the Supreme Court said uh, that uh, we have to let you marry, but they didn't say that we have to treat you like you're married. So uh-huh. we're going we're gonna to give different rights to, to same-sex couples, and that's totally okay. Right. So that yes, case was, this again. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. So this case was finally decided by the Supreme Court last week, and the Supreme Court was like, no. No, don't be stupid. So uh, they said, um, blah, 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 blah. Um, as we explained in Obergefell, a state may not exclude same-sex couples from civil marriage on the same terms and conditions as opposite-sex couples. Indeed, in listing those terms and conditions, the rights, benefits, and responsibilities to which same-sex couples, no less than opposite-sex couples, must have access, we expressly identified birth and death certificates. That was no accident. Mm. So, okay. I mean, it's ridiculous that this case even got as far as it did, because Obergefell mm. was pretty that's, clear. I was going to say that's very strongly worded and unambiguous. Yes. Uh, so that happened. And so dissent from uh, Justices Alito, Clarence Thomas, and the brand new one, Trump's appointee, Neil Gorsuch. Uh, mm. Gorsuch uh, said... Um, that it was totally fine to do this, that uh, the birth certificates uh, – it's, it's, it's unsettled law that uh, the, the birth certificate should be included. Uh, he said – Now, what is unsettled about it if it was in Obergefell? Uh, that's a good question. He said particularly, quote, he said, in this particular case and all of the others of its kind, the state agrees the female spouse of the birth mother must be listed on birth certificates too. W- what? So he said – that okay. Arkansas wasn't doing anything wrong uh, because the state was listing female spouses of female same-sex spouses on birth certificates. 
Wait, I don't. I thought problem, that's what the case was about. The problem, of course, is that that is yeah. the opposite of what is actually happening. It is completely one hundred percent not true. But right. he still wrote that in his dissent. So, shrug emoji. Oh boy! It's like he wasn't okay. even paying attention to the case. Well, either that, or we're just moving into a phase where something being true uh, doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was, you know, one of the one of the arguments with like when when Trump was elected was like, well, the courts, they, you know, in courts, the truth matters, and you know, you you can't have, uh, you know, crazy ideologues taking over the courts because that's where their facts and evidence uh, are are, are yeah. reign supreme. Well, uh-huh. apparently not with this guy. Yeah. No. Not. That, I mean. Uh, not in authoritarian governments, they don't. That is true. That's we certainly have uh, courts in uh, countries that. Uh, yeah, just, uh, there are plenty they, of countries with uh, court systems where the the truth is just what they want it to be. Yeah, yeah, sure would be, sure would be lousy if that happened here. Uh, in fact, it yeah. is happening mm-hmm. in Texas. So, oh, okay. Uh, that that Supreme Court ruling takes us to Texas, which is trying to do the exact same thing as Arkansas, only with health right. coverage, healthcare coverage. Uh huh. So they're saying uh, that Houston offers benefits to the same-sex spouses of city employees. And there's a uh-huh. lawsuit filed by Houston uh, residents saying, no, 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 you shouldn't, you shouldn't be able to do this. In fact, uh, you should take those rights away and you should also uh, recoup the benefits that were paid out. So if you paid for anyone's health insurance, they, they should owe – they owe the taxpayers money. They should pay back. What, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Oh, what what a what a oh! I admit that in the past they've been a nasty. What a nasty move! Yeah. Uh, So um, the Supreme Court at first was like, uh, "No, that's ridiculous. We're throwing that out of court." Uh, Now, Uh but after they did that, um, the uh, governor and several other Republican, because of course they're all Republican, uh, executive officials in Texas were like, "Hey, uh, Supreme Court, uh, please take another look at this." So the Supreme Court was like. Uh, okay, fine. So the Supreme Court is uh-huh. here in this case now. Um, and so after the U.S. Supreme Court ruled in uh, this, you know, the Arkansas case that like, no, no, Obergefell is controlling here and says that you can't, you know, you, you can't withhold rights and benefits of marriage from people because they're gay. Uh, Texas yeah. says, okay, well, so they, they ruled there in the Arkansas thing and birth certificates, but this is different. This is – uh huh. This is this is this is about health coverage. So this is that's that's, that's different. Uh, they're saying. Uh, um, okay. Supreme Court held in Obergefell that the Constitution requires states to license and recognize same-sex marriages to the same extent that they license and recognize opposite-sex marriages, but it did not hold that states must provide the same publicly funded benefits to all married persons. That is just not true. It is right a dumb. Not at all true reading of Obergefell, and particularly – I mean they wrote that after this Arkansas ruling came out. So it's just mm-hmm. completely denying the actual facts of reality. Right, because again, it seems unambiguous that what they were saying in that, uh, that, that ruling on the Arkansas case is that all the benefits of marriage have to be the same regardless of who is involved in the marriage. Mm-hmm. Yep. That they're okay. yes, I mean, what's controlling here? What's the 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 principle that they're basing that on is due process and equal protection. That the laws right. must apply equally to everyone, and everyone must mm-hmm. enjoy that. Everyone to everyone must be extended the full the guarantees of the law, and it's pretty unambiguous. 
Sure. I mean, this is just clinging to the idea that if if it's a same-sex couple, it's not really a marriage. Mm-hmm. And so you don't have to treat it like one. And they're looking for a win anywhere, some little thing to chip away at to make that to 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 roll that idea forward mm-hmm. that you can say that the participants in the marriage can invalidate the marriage be, or or make it a different tier of marriage where okay you had to issue the certificate but because of the participants involved in this case no one else has to accept that this marriage is real exactly yes it is super shitty and i mean it's exactly what they were doing before the obergefell ruling and it's not a huge surprise that they're doing it after and hopefully courts will not be so crazy uh, as to say like well we we want that to be true so we're just going to rule that it is hopefully well i mean I, i mean the american south has been doing that for hundreds of years there are things that they don't want to be true and so they just act as though they're not mm-hmm yeah, and I would like to believe that, I mean, all these things are headed to the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, mm-hmm. So um, we're, oh boy, we're one retiring or one death or one just, I forgot to come into work that day, uh, away from uh, having another appointee f- who has no interest in reality. And sure. God only knows what kind of rulings we'll get out of that. Uh-huh. So, uh, sorry to sorry to conclude on a bummer there, uh, but sure. Uh, anyway, uh, but I'm in Europe, so I don't care. <laughs> I'm just going to stay. But well, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you know, you've got uh, Russia next door. Hmm. Yeah, Europe has not always uh, not entirely been without strife. So uh, yeah, that's true. Who knows? Who knows? Nuclear nuclear apocalypse could come for us all. Yeah. Is Yay. there a safe place to, to, to run and hide? I don't know. <sighs> I don't know the answer to that either. I guess all you can do is uh, find joy and happiness where you can, uh, which is sure. what I've been endeavoring to do on this trip. I'm finding joy and happiness wherever I go. The Pride Parades have been In the lovely. sewer. In the, I went to the sewer. I found joy and happiness there. I'm going to London for Pride. I'm going to Berlin for Pride. I'm going to London for Nine Worlds, the fandom and sci-fi expo. I don't know if I told you this, James, but I was invited to sit in on another panel uh, about queer characters on Star Trek. Oh, like uh, oh, Lieutenant Broccoli, uh, goddess I, of empathy. Uh, I certainly wouldn't consider him queer. Why not? Well, I mean, his sexual fantasies seem pretty heterosexual. You don't know what's going on there. It's true Troy that could I be don't. pegging him. It's tr- that, and and not to say that, that isn't heterosexual, but I think that maybe Broccoli, uh, who maybe. He wants a, a bit of wharf after Troy. Who knows what Broccoli wants? He would not have been the first character that I went to, but who knows? Maybe you could be right. No. He, you know, there's that thing where the, the you sit on a, a, a Klingon's head ridges and just kind of rock back and forth, moaning and mewling. Yeah, I guess. And Worf goes, oh, yes. <laughs> That's how he got that sash. That's what he's decorated for. Ah, Yes. He has the. F- he provides the finest rides in the galaxy. Mm, a little fringe, a little fringe on his on his ridges. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so I'm going to be doing that, and I'm also going to a game incubator on Wednesday of this week. I'm going to be talking what? about how uh, game developers, indie game developers, can make their games appealing to journalists, and how they can talk to journalists and make resources available to get uh, media coverage for their games. 
Uh, and I'm also going to be doing a few interviews there about queer gaming. I'm going to be recording some chats with uh, some game professionals and uh, this husband-and-husband uh, husband couple that uh, that uh, makes video games. So uh, I'm looking forward what to What kind that. of game? Uh, is it they, a game about a penis? It is not a queer game that they make. It is a... Um, oh. uh, I forgot the name of it. Uh, but it's uh, basically it's a... Um, it's kind of a civilization game, so you're just kind of um, uh-huh. exploring the world and establishing uh, empires and colonies and things. I see. It's not a game where there's a giant uh, rubber clown head with its mouth open, and you're trying to spray semen into it out of a, a bazooka shaped like a penis. That reminds and me, And its James. nose gets bigger and bigger the more semen mm-hmm. it consumes uh, until it pops and whipped cream comes flying out like out of a cream pie. And if you get any in your mouth, you turn into the clown. Oh, they were staring at my whipped cream, honk honk. Yes. Uh, that, uh, what reminds you? What reminds me that you were, uh, I wanted you to be working on a video game for me, and I don't remember the nature of it, but it was oh, something about no. Salami Surprise. Oh, Salami Tactics Salami Advance. Tactics Advance, that's it. Yes. That is a game where you are trying to smuggle a salami out of a uh, a terrorist cell, and uh, you have to move your team, passing the salami from member to member, butt to butt, mouth to mouth, uh, to get it out of uh, Osama bin Laden's horny lair. What fun. That sounds... I I look forward to seeing how progress on that is, is coming along, James. What else are you doing? What are you keeping busy with while I'm so far away? I have been, uh, (laughs) what haven't I been doing? I'll tell you what I haven't been doing, leaving the house. I made a bag of rice, and I put some uh, food on it, and I ate it, and I said, this isn't good. And then I stopped eating it. Uh, And that's my day. Okay, that's not bad. What food did you put on top of it? It was uh, rat food. Oh, okay. There was just the leftover rat food. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, uh, we have flies. I've made flies happen. Are they still bothering you? No, they actually went away. Okay. But I, but they, they were they are my companions. Okay. Much like Snow White, uh, I think it's it would be much more realistic for flies to land on her hands and for her to sing to them than for uh, birds to do so. Because those little men, they probably smell those seven little smelly men. Oh. Yes, so she's she's in their cottage, she's cleaning up. Yes. You'd think flies would just be landing on her, and she'd be like, Oh, hello, my friend. A dream is a wish your vagina makes. Mm. What do you suppose her vagina wishes for? Uh, it wishes uh, for more uh, horny little men. I suppose. They all just, that's, oh, God. I'm, they all dive in. Yes. All th- seven dwarves unbirth themselves, diving into Snow White. That's where they sleep at night. Hi-ho! Hi ho! Yes. <laughs> boom 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 boom. Okay. Uh, the witch shows up and she's like, "What have I? Oh my! <laughs> all right, you're on your oh, own. I wasn't expecting this at all. Oh, never mind. Wow. Shut it down. Uh, <laughs> I would like to point out, James, that we have recently received yes. a oh, review no. on iTunes from. Oh my goodness! A listener who goes by IdeaTuber. Uh, the review is, good? is headlined: "Pressing Concern." Oh, no. My only question is, how will we be able to tell when James has gone mad? Well, I think there's a very easy test for madness, and that is an inability to remember Marlon Brando, (laughs) or to say the word remember. (laughs) Uh, James, are we both basket cases uh, enabling each other? 
I don't know. I'll tell you this, Matthew. I have erotic dreams while you're away. Really? And they all involve uh, cuddling. They do not involve actual uh, stroking or penetrating or uh, inserting of any kind. The, the my, my dreams just involve uh, an embrace. James... I'm going what? to cry. I miss you so much. I miss cuddling you but so think, much. But I think that may be the first sign of madness. No, that's the is first that sign. Is that you want to touch a human? James, to touch a human is is true madness. Of of all the dreams you've ever had, that mm. one is the most human. That's the dream the vagina makes. Uh, I I should be embracing a toilet, not embracing. Yeah. The human being. No. Yes. Not. What are you talking about? Uh, okay. You, uh, I want to, I want to cuddle you. I've been thinking a lot about how I'm no. going to cuddle you when I get home and the different ways that I can you do won't. so. And uh, oh. experience your corporeal form rather than talking to you across vast oceans. I am. I am a disembodied sound. Oh, no, no, no. Not, a, not once I get back home. I'm going to put my mouth all over you. Um, oh, no. I'm, I'm excited to see you again. I your mandibles. I, so I, I'm, I will have gone like two and a half months, James, and I will be. You know how I get after like a week, and I am going to have some needs when I return. You needs must. Uh, oh, you're going to have to visit the the poo poo platter. That is not going to be one of my needs. Although it will be nice to have my own bathroom again. Not that like yes. all the all the bathrooms I've at the places I've stayed in have been fine, but it'll be nice to have a, a toilet that flushes in a way that's familiar to me. Like everywhere I go, I have to <laughs> learn how to flush a toilet in a new way. Uh huh. That is the greatest cultural divide. Yeah, they the say one travel no one changes talks you. About. It's true. Hmm. Uh, I've, yeah, I do you're going to try to to flush it with your nose from now on. Good grief. Absolutely not. There was a uh, toilet uh, in um, Spain that you flushed with a little pedal on the floor. Oh, like a sewing machine. Yeah, yeah. I actually kind of preferred that. Mm. You know, like, that made me wonder, like, why do we use our hands for this? Why don't we just have a thing on the floor? It used to be a chain that hung from the ceiling. Oh, that's true. That seems better, too. My my family referred to uh, flushing the toilet as pulling the chain. And it wasn't until much later in life that I had any idea what the fuck they meant by that. Well, there's still a chain inside the tank, even well, okay, to this day. But, but you know, you never you. see it. James, as, as a child, yeah. were, you, were you frequently doing a lot of uh, toilet plumbing? Oh, I, oh, boy, I loved the toilet. And mm. uh, they, they also referred to overhead lighting as the fat light, because it made you look fat. Yes. And I, I was into high school before I realized that when you tell someone to turn off the fat light... They don't know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, not really a thing. Not really a thing outside of... Uh, I guess not. But I, I wonder, like, the question, uh, how will we be able to tell I when James... I thought it was called the fat light. How will we be able to tell when James has gone mad? That, that must be something that people were asking about you, have been asking about you your whole life. Uh, maybe, maybe. Your, your fat lights and your chain yanking. Oh, I... Uh, oh, uh, yes, I ate the cake. I stole the TV. Okay, I am fading... Into slumber because I see that yeah. I have not slept for a day, and yes. it is my time. It's my time, James. My time to sleep. It, your time to shine, to to polish your cheeks, and go to sleep. I also need to. Um, there's something else I need to. Do. Oh, I need to move my laundry because I put my laundry in the wash, uh-huh. and now I need to put it in the dry. And I also need to make myself Very a little good. snack because I'm a little hungry. And I need to fall asleep. Well, I need time. to. 
I need to wipe my face because my nose has been running for the last 30 minutes and oh. I thought this podcast was going to wrap up. Uh, so I need to wipe all the mucus well, we out of my needs. hairs. We do. We have many needs. James, I've been delighting in talking to you and I really enjoy oh. that you are streaming. Are, are you going to be streaming this Why? evening so I can pop in and say hello to you? Uh, it's uh, always a possibility. Oh, good. Oh, no. I finished up Model Land, though, so if we're going to do a reading stream, I don't know what to read. Oh. Well, you, um, give it some Give it some thought. It, it's, it, it better be a good one. Uh, oh, my. I, I look forward to uh, seeing a little notification pop up to tell me that you've gone live, because uh, that makes wow. me happy, and it's a nice way to fall asleep. Uh, listeners, if you would like to watch James and fall asleep to him, you can do so at twitch.tv slash prettyprettypixel, and I might pop in there to say hello at some point. And uh, you can also, of course, read the Defining Marriage book on which this podcast was at one point based at definingmarriage.com. Now it's just a uh, podcast about travel and blowing your nose. Apparently, uh, You can also leave a review on iTunes, as Press and Concern has done. Nope, IdeaTuber has done. Uh, you can leave me your thoughts on Twitter, at Matt Baum. And you can see some photos that I'm taking of my travels. That's at Matt Baum on Instagram. So you can connect with me in all these different wonderful ways. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. And by the power vested in me by the internet, I hereby pronounce this podcast over. Sacre bleu. 